You're listening to Fucks Given, the one where we answer your questions. Woo! <laughs> Hello, curious fuckers. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And together, we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday, we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks. And the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Mm. This is our STI episode. We, We haven't done one of these in a long, long while. We actually haven't. These are the episodes where it's just me and Reed, and we've got all of your questions, your sex queries, your stories, and we are going to try our hardest to give you our best yeah. advice. STIs, sexually <laughs> transmitted information. Spread it mm. wide. <laughs> yeah and also if you have your own sex question or stories we do actually read them out at the end of every single episode and we get answers from our guests as well as from me and reed so please please write into us at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com nice nice slipping that in there that's a good one yeah, slipping that in nice and early, you know, to yeah, get those questions nobody's rolling right in. Nobody listens to the end of an yeah. episode. They're just like, fuck this. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, What's actually really random is that after, like, having gone through the pandemic, before our main audience was UK-based listeners, mm-hmm. and now our main audience is the USA. So hello to Over Hi. the Pond. Hello. I love it that Hi. you said that was random. Like, oh, my God. oh my God, that's so random. That's like so so random. So random. It's, like, it's not really random. We've just had more American guests on. <laughs> oh, so hi, yeah. our American audience. Yeah, hello over there. Um, but also, if you have any guest suggestions for us, now we're virtual, we can, you know, get a guest from guests from all over the world. So it's also really great if we get on who you want to listen to. Yeah, baby. All you need to do is just send their Instagram to us, probably via Instagram, DM us. Send their Instagram. Yeah. It would be really great if they've already had a podcast or talking experience or talk openly on their profiles about mm. sex rather than just any old person. But please send your suggestions through. We'd love to hear from you. Florence put up this morning Ooh. questions that you wanted to have us answer. So that was on our Instagram yeah. stories. Of course, if you're not following our Instagram, make sure you are. It's at Come Curious, of course. So come and join wow, us we're getting all the deets in at the beginning I know, yeah. we never get this opportunity <laughs> like now we don't have we a guest do. to think about <laughs> we just like it's just us two just promoing us youtube twitter yes and follow our personal instagrams at read amber x and florence park also our only fans <laughs> <laughs> promo the shit out of ourselves uh, yes. yeah man this is our episode we can do what we want <laughs> we can do whatever we want i wonder if people actually like the episodes with just us in because i personally <laughs> but as like i listen to podcasts and i love like i don't know i love like the, the episodes with just the hosts because you get to know them more and i feel like sometimes we don't really have the opportunity for our listeners to you know get to know us on a on a one-to-one basis so that's why these episodes are really great and lovely <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. There's a bit of brown on your nose there, Florence. It's a bit of brown on my arse. Brown nosing. My, Me? Myself. Ourselves, yeah. yeah. Both of us. <laughs> I just wiped Florence's ass from my nose. <laughs> um, yeah, you're like right. Because... I'm not into rimming, Reed. Oh, soon. One day, Florence. One day. Your, <laughs> your rim prints will come. Um, I think no. it's easier doing it with us two because when there's a guest, we have no idea what they're like and how they react with us. And of course, Florence and I have been working together for six years now. We yeah. literally just had our six year birthday where we post- posted our first YouTube video ever yeah. um, six years ago. That was wow. like, what, 2015? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're 15. It's crazy. So we're so used to just riffing off of each other. But when somebody else is involved, not that we don't love them because they're amazing, but sometimes it can yeah. be like, like we have to be in work don't mode. Get yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> I mean, we, this I've been having like an issue. Podcast. Yeah. I've been having an issue recently as well, because, you know, like during pandemic times, you don't meet new people anymore. Like, mm. so you'll get, I'm getting like so insular in my own like bubble and stuff. So 
how are we supposed to like I have social anxiety Mm -hmm. so now every time we have a podcast guest I get really nervous oh no (laughs) see this is this is what the fuckery of a pandemic is because we've all become so introverted we've forgotten how to be around people so when everything opens up it's gonna be really fucking weird we're gonna have to relearn how to behave and act and talk in front of people and strangers and colleagues and friends yeah so yeah be prepared um and I, all all we can do to recommend saving that is just keep talking to people keep talking to people yeah. like on video calls and phone calls and actually hearing their voice go for walks yeah. socially distant walks with people you know like make sure you're yes. not just completely isolating yourself and forget everything because it's going to be so hard for you to get out that mm-hmm. habit and back into real life. Imagine like the first day back at work when everyone's there. It's going to be fucking bizarre. Actually, it might oh be my might God. be so exciting. I feel, I, I'm feeling nervous and anxious just even thinking about that thought of like being near people in like an office environment. Luckily, well, we, have we to, don't have that. So <laughs> that's true. We we have to remember that nervousness and anxiety can be really easily mistaken for excitement. They're very very similar chemicals and adrenalines oh, in our blood. So sometimes we ju- we just kind of can't tell the difference between them so you might be feeling nervous or anxious but actually it's just a very large dose of excitement and we're not used to that because we've had no fucking excitement so it could (laughs) just be oh my god my sister said to me the other day that she was like i'm excited she was like i haven't been excited for like a whole year and i was like that (laughs) is the saddest thing that i have ever heard it's true though <laughs> unless you just force yourself to be excited you know you wake up you're like yeah man i'm excited for breakfast so fuck yeah i had a mm-hmm. I had a bacon bagel this morning and i was hella excited it was great yeah i'm excited for this weekend comes out, i'm Ooh. excited yes <gasps> the snow You've been roller skating i've been roller skating with the excitement the snow i was so excited i went for an early morning walk florence i've never done that in my life whoa that is actually unheard of yeah I'm man impressed. i was out like at like 10 Wow. I know, it's not an early morning. I know, in it. Like, what, what's happened to me, man? I've changed. I've, pandemic changed me. <laughs> you have changed. <laughs> you have changed. You're exercising through roller skating. Yeah. You're going on early morning walks. What? what? Oh Who my God. She? I need to find the slob again. Where is she at, man? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> no. Oh my God, you're going to come out of this, like, roller skating pro. Ooh. Um... You might even have like some abs because you've been walking in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get abs from walking? No. Ah, oh, shit. Well, I just have to just you wear cannot. my roller skates. I wish I could wear my roller skates all the time, but they're so impractical. <laughs> the amount of times I've oh, fallen on just my ass. Yeah, they're so sexy though. That's why you're doing it, isn't it? So you can yeah, like pretend sexy. to be one of those sexy roller skating waitresses. Mate, in the summer, I can't wait. I'm just going to be wearing like tiny little booty shorts and like, I don't know, listening to really ridiculously <laughs> loud music, skimming yes, around. on a boom box on your shoulder. Yeah. Like, in around. Fuck that. If I fall over, that thing's fucked. I'm fucked. I've still got my little <laughs> knee pads and my, my wrist, wrist braces, my little elbow pads. But to be oh, fair... I guess I, we should probably... Actually, talk crack on. Sex, probably. Like, we should talk those questions. Fuck it. We're like, no, roller skating. Roller skating. Yeah, we should do Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I have a question from our emails. I think, Reed, you're going to read out the ones from Instagram and I'll go back depth into the depths of the emails. Yeah, baby. So the first one is, for the longest time, I was really afraid of emotional intimacy and I was so scared of being rejected that I was unable to have a proper relationship. I am now 25 and I feel ready to have a partner, but the fact that I have not had a serious relationship at that age makes me a little insecure. I am afraid of what potential partners might think when they hear that I have been single my whole life. Do you have any tips on how to approach the past relationships talk or make my inexperience sound less weird? Thank you so much. Oh, that's a really great question. Or person. I don't know who this is from. Could be from either. Either gender. All genders. Any genders. Any gender. Any. But this is a really, really good question. And I think I feel like a lot of people will, will relate to it as well. I have friends who have never been in relationships and they're 30. Yeah. So it's not 
abnormal not to have had a relationship in your life because some people just aren't relationship types. Yeah, and also who's telling you you have to be in a relationship? Like, what's this this weird idea of what society has created for us that, like, to have a successful life... Yeah, to have a successful life, you have to have a partner, get married, have a mortgage, Mm -hmm. have children. It's like, yeah, but to whose standards? Who the fuck has created that? Um, There are plenty of people that are so happy not being in relationships. And it's very possible that that it isn't for you. Or if you do want something, then it's very possible that there has been some kind of reason. You know, why don't you, why, why do you have a fear of emotional relationships you know what has happened there is that something that you've learned from your parents or from your friends has there Mm. been a connection you know time ago that really that was quite a traumatic experience for you it doesn't have to be traumatic as in like horrific or violent it could just literally be a comment that somebody says that sticks in your mind and stays there yeah um trying to break that down and to figure out where it's come from can be really beneficial to help you understand why Mm-hmm. I've like really been on a journey this year about breaking down like the, all those ideals about being in a relationship and like what society tells us that we're supposed to be doing and I've been working through that with a therapist which has been really really helpful yeah and I think especially if you have insecurities surrounding relationships and that's why it's kind of like not working out it's really really amazing to talk to someone about it especially like a professional in that department as well like a sex and relationship therapist um because they can really like you can really figure out like why where those insecurities are from what are all these thoughts coming from and then how do you actually want to approach a relationship as well and what does it mean to you yeah you can set these boundaries for yourself you know you might just if you think about it this way if one of us on this podcast said like yeah I've never had a relationship and I absolutely love being single and yes I have flings here and there you'd be like wow that's so cool but if you are surrounded by people that are like obsessed with relationships or they yeah. don't they don't they don't support you or they question it they make you think that there's something wrong with you for being the way that you are that can yeah. really stick in your well, mind well the world the world is obsessed with relationships yeah man like i i i can feel like it's such a big pressure like from everyone like when you see your family they're like oh like have you been dating like are you seeing anyone new Mm -hmm. like who's on the horizon like all the questions and i am a culprit of this with my friends that have been single for this time as well because i'm like hey like are you dating like trying to get them like into the vibe but like actually it's just a bit pressury and weird because like they can just you know find the relationship on their own time like pressuring any like no one's ever done anything great from a pressured situation so I guess you have to try and remove yourself from that pressure that everyone's putting you in and um I guess think about I guess work through those insecurities that you have and then once you've worked through that and you are in a good place for yourself which it sounds like you are Mm -hmm. sounds like you've gotten to a place but you're just scared about how people are going to feel about you not being in a relationship I think to be honest just be open about it and just be like yeah it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. and then own it exactly just be I just never found the right person I've been enjoying being single like that's it really yeah it's that famous line it's like you know trust trust the journey know your narrative like that is the way that yeah. it's worked for you you might not be where you are today if you had had relationships so trust that journey it will it'll yeah, come it will come trust in yourself and be confident in your past and your past experiences and yourself and yeah it doesn't make you weird not to have been in a relationship you're totally normal there are so many other people in your same situation this is from Instagram, and I can read these out because they're bite-sized, so I don't get overwhelmed. <laughs> mm. okay, I'm going to say this one because this is great. This is from an account called Return of the Bush, of course. Oh, God. The question is, have you ever rocked a bush? <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. Like You lockdown. say obviously, though, but yeah, lockdown, obviously, yeah. <laughs> lockdown. Isn't been... everyone rocking a bush right now? Yeah, to be fair, before lockdown, I must have been shaving my pubes off like completely bald. Yeah. Every week minimum for, I don't know, since yeah. I was like 17, easily, maybe even yeah. earlier than that. 
and like every single day and of course you get the shaving rash and you get all the horrible bits and the and the self-conscious issues that I had of like the fear of seeing somebody with stubble or with pubes it's mad but now since lockdown I've given myself that opportunity to grow it out especially because I I met someone last year who was really into bush so I was like oh okay cool well maybe I'll give this a go and grown it out and I absolutely love it it's great it feels sexy people yeah, people actually don't give a shit as well. Like, I don't think I've ever actually, I was like going to say, I don't think I've ever come across anyone that's actually cared apart from when I was 17 and someone made fun of me for having yeah. pubes. Uh, Idiot. That was not great. Uh, he actually shouted across the whole, like, we were at Sixth Form College. I think it was 17. We fumbled around on the New Year's Eve party and... Um, he then shouted across the courtyard at me, Florence is really hairy. Oh it's my like, God, that's fucked up, man. That's that. so fucked it's up. Like, sixth form college, where I think we're supposed to be a little bit more mature now. No, absolutely Obviously, not. not you. <laughs> that boy's probably looking at you now, stalking on your Instagram like, wow, she's so hot. I just, like, I wish I did more, you know, the one that got he weird. He better be. <laughs> Fools. I, I think do it's... actually wonder, like, what guys that we used to date think of, like, if they see us around now, it's like, whoa. Oh my God, I know what they, they think. Been talking about me? Yeah, I fucking hope so. I hope that they look at this situation like, oh shit, oh, I should never so have ghosted funny. her. Or like, wow, I was such a douche. <laughs> yeah. Actually, not everyone oh I thought. I actually just want to find with. out. I know, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. So if you're I listening to this podcast and you've actually fucked one of us in the past, um, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> That would be so fucking great. Yeah, we'll have you on the podcast. Yeah, oh my do. days. Any anyone that Florence and I have fucked, please come on our podcast. That would be so fun. Yes. I want to know like early memories of us shagging. What was it like? Any traumatic experiences? Who have you fucked in the meantime? <gasps> that would be so That would be so exciting. I don't know. Like not traumatic. That would actually be so decent. Yeah, I'd love to do that. So come on, hit hit your bitches up. <laughs> Going back to the bush. Yeah. Um yeah, so yeah, we were like all for the bush. I think it's definitely a porn thing. I think I was so obsessed with porn and I assumed that all women, all sexy women rather, had shaved pubes. So that's yeah. what I embodied. And I was like, I must be shaved to be sexy. Ah. So yeah. Yeah. I weirdly have always... So I have... I have wax... I'm a waxer. I don't do shaving because shaving rush is not okay for me. Yeah, like okay. my skin down there is super sensitive. But I can't so wax. I've always had to wax. I can't wax. I've tried. And it's too excruciating. I think it's <sighs> fucking too sensitive. I nearly fucking beat the woman you up. You are like a pussy when it comes to pain though. A pussy or extra sensitive. I've I've I'm I'm okay with knowing <laughs> that I'm just I have more nerve endings than most people, so therefore extra sensitive, better orgasm. So take that bitch. So just to lead on from that last question, someone's asked, how can I shave my ass safely? Ho, ho, ho. What a question. It's a great question. Is there a safe way to do it? Because I always feel very unsafe doing that bit. I mean, I don't feel unsafe, but <laughs> like there is a safe... I mean, I normally do it either standing in the bath, bath slash shower, and I crouch, so I like crab. Yeah. Um, and I make sure I've got like, <laughs> you know, soap lathered up on my ass and then I just yeah. sort of go I do one cheek and then I do the other cheek and I try and get like right in the crack but the thing is with with shaving you just you do have to practice and learn you can do it with a mirror as well but I find a mirror really fucking hard because everything's the flip reverse yeah and I fuck up more with a mirror than I do just like trying to feel my way blindly yeah I always just do it blindly yeah um but like it's okay to cut yourself that's fine you know like we've got resilient skin we will cut ourselves it's part of like the thing of shaving but really you should ask florence and just get your ass waxed yeah 100 percent. just go for a wax like it's so much easier it's a little bit embarrassing because they're like turn over spread your bum cheeks yeah great never thought i would do this in front of a stranger like this but this is cool they do this for a living and it is totally fine yeah and they wax your bum and that's it done deal done deal unless it hurts too much and you want to murder them and then the asshole waxing is the easiest part of the whole wax it hardly hurts at all interesting for you for me but interesting i like i might (laughs) might just go for an asshole wax see what happens yeah like you said you were gonna go for a wax recently 
Yeah, but I can't. Like, it's fucking lockdown, man. Like, nothing's open. Yeah, true. I can't, I can't oh. even, like, ask someone to come around and wax my ass. I miss um, salons being open so badly. Yeah, I don't know if I trust them, though. I, um, I just, I don't, personally, I like having, like, a bush on top and then, like, waxing the underneath bit. Mm-hmm. and like around like my basically my labia area I love waxing that bit and I don't mess I don't really like having hair there because I just feel like it gets a bit messy I completely agree this is why I shave because yeah I, especially on my period I hate having hair there on my period yeah um it feels a bit like clumpy and then with your mm-hmm. discharge as well it's all like clumpy mm-hmm. and shit and I'm like oh come on man just like fuck off Le- leave yeah. me be yeah so yeah uh, getting rid of all the hair around your lips is preferable but not necessarily necessary not necessarily it's just it's a personal preference body hair should always be a personal preference never feel pressured to do anything with your body hair that you don't want to do just do you because you'll find someone that thinks that is a-okay because really people don't mind they just like they're like whatever i've got genitals in front of me yum this is a this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like. Just fill out... Why is this so hard to do? I'm like looking that way. I can't do this. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety <laughs> of expertise. <laughs> with over a thousand, with over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated. As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey, (laughs) meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. And this is where Beducated comes in because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage. And also I saw a course on there about learning how to dirty talk. I know this is completely not relevant, but (laughs) I'm really intrigued. No, it's all relevant. Beducated is this really amazing website where you can sign up to do courses and learn about sex like dirty talking. I've been doing a squirting course. (gasps) Oh, wow. So... In all spirit of masturbation, May, we're sharing Beducated with you. Yes. I mean, what's not better in masturbation, May, to actually take the time to focus on yourself and your own pleasure and masturbate. And it's literally good for you. It releases all your happy hormones and reduces stress. There's literally no reason not to masturbate. So Florence, what have you been learning in your course? I've been learning techniques that I have never tried before when it comes to masturbation. Which areas are more sensitive and which bits turn me on more? The technique thing has been blowing my mind. Like the way that the language is used and, you know, it's it's people just like us teaching. It's not... I don't know. It's not someone sitting there in a lab coat. It's people who have had these experiences. I was learning from Lola Jean. She's like the squirt queen, right? And the way that she talks about even just like not going straight into G-spot stimulation, she's explaining everything that, you know, if you have an oversensitive G-spot, you might not want to go in with direct penetration. You want to explore and give pleasure to your G-spot externally you know not necessarily on the clitoris yes 
I feel like if I keep going and I keep practice with this, I will be able to squirt. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can try Beducated with 50% off the yearly pass with our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E curious. Don't say we don't look after you. And of course, you can try all Beducated courses for one day absolutely free and you won't be charged for the first 24 hours. You can cancel any time and they have a 14-day money-back guarantee. So invest in your love life today and join Beducated now from just $8.33 per month. Get access to over 100 courses online from the world's top experts. To get on Beducated now, click the link in the description and remember to use our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, CURIOUS. Invest in your solo pleasure this masturbation may or use it with a partner. You can also get a personalised Beducated gift card for your loved ones. Happy wanking! We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. This is a this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like Just fill out. <clears throat> Why is it so hard to do? I'm like looking that way. I can't <laughs> do this. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety <laughs> of expertise. <laughs> with over a thousand, with over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated. As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey, <laughs> meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. And this is where Beducated comes in because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage. And also I saw a course on there about learning how to dirty talk. I know this is completely not relevant, but <laughs> I'm really intrigued. No, it's all relevant. Beducated is this really amazing website where you can sign up to do courses and learn about sex like dirty talking. I've been doing a squirting course. <gasps> oh, wow. So... In all spirit of masturbation, May, we're sharing Beducated with you. Yes. I mean, what's not better in masturbation, May, to actually take the time to focus on yourself and your own pleasure and masturbate. And it's literally good for you. It releases all your happy hormones and reduces stress. There's literally no reason not to masturbate. So Florence, what have you been learning in your course? I've been learning techniques that I have never tried before when it comes to masturbation. Which areas are more sensitive and which bits turn me on more? The technique thing has been blowing my mind, like the way that the language is used and, you know, it's it's people just like us teaching. It's not, I don't know, it's not someone sitting there in a lab coat. It's people who have had these experiences. I was learning from Lola Jean. She's like the squirt queen, right? And the way that she talks about even just like not going straight into G-spot stimulation, she's explaining everything that 
you know, if you have an oversensitive G-spot, you might not want to go in with direct penetration. You want to explore and give pleasure to your G-spot externally, you know, not necessarily on the clitoris. I feel like if I keep going and I keep practice with this, I will be able to squirt. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can try Beducated with 50% off the yearly pass with our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, curious. Don't say we don't look after you. And of course, you can try all Beducated courses for one day absolutely free and you won't be charged for the first 24 hours. You can cancel any time and... They have a 14-day money-back guarantee. So invest in your love life today and join Beducated now from just $8.33 per month. Get access to over 100 courses online from the world's top experts. To get on Beducated now, click the link in the description and remember to use our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, CURIOUS. Invest in your solo pleasure this masturbation may or use it with a partner. You can also get a personalised beducated gift card for your loved ones. Happy wanking! We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. Next question is... I'm a 20-year-old cis female and would have always described myself as having a high sex drive and a healthy relationship with my own body. After a terrible start to uni and a bad breakup with a long-term boyfriend, I was prescribed antidepressants, which I have been taking for over a year. I recently have seen a massive improvement in my mental health. I have a new job in care, which I love and have started a new relationship with a boy I really like. I'm really proud of myself and things are looking up. The problem is I don't seem to have my old sex drive anymore. I know that this can be linked to taking antidepressants and I'm slowly reducing my dose to help with the help of my doctor, but... I'm, but until I'm not taking my prescription meds anymore, can you guys give me any advice on how to increase my sex drive? I still enjoy sex with my partners and myself, but it's less often and I wish I could feel as horny as and as passionate as I used to. I'm missing it. I hope you guys can point me in the right direction. I just want to feel like my old confident self again. Oh, well, like, this is think- a tricky one, isn't it? Because of yeah. meds. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like they're doing the right thing by slowly coming off of their meds. Yeah. Um, and like antidepressants are can be really beneficial for some people and it really works for so many people. Um, but they, they do have, or they can have side effects like mm. fucking with your libido. Yeah. Um, but that is the best thing that you can do. I hope, I hope you're not coming off of them on your own. I hope you are getting professional advice. She said that she was coming off with a doctor. Oh, with a doctor. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the best thing that you can possibly do. You never know. Like you might just suddenly get a huge flurry and urge at some point. You might get waves of it or it might take a while for it to slowly come creeping back. Mm, I guess you can't really put the pressure on the libido coming back because mm-hmm. you you basically know that it is the the meds that are dampening your libido it's a really common thing mm-hmm. when you're on antidepressants to have a very like low libido and you will feel the difference when you come off and and you will get your libido back again it's not lost it's out there believe us but I don't, I don't know. Like, Reed, have you ever been on antidepressants? I have once and they were not for me personally. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know because I haven't been on them. So I don't know if there's other things that you can do during being on the meds to get a libido back. Because I feel like if your libido is low, it's just low. Uh, like I wouldn't really know unless like masturbating more would like increase it a little bit but I just don't know that that I'm really speaking out my own arse here because I have no idea yeah I mean it also depends on like before the antidepressants what your libido is like you know do you remember being horny all the time do you remember wanting to masturbate once a day three times a day or did you just you know not really feel that horny did you maybe masturbate once a week once a month Mm. even we put libido high libidos up on a pedestal and we think that that's like the best thing ever and everyone should have a high libido and you're cooler and better if you have a high libido Mm. which is not true at all 
Um, because sex is so sexualized, we think that having a, a high libido is everything. Everybody wants that, but it, it, it isn't. You know, just yeah. being comfortable with your libido is everything. That's what you yeah. want. And you want to find a partner that matches your libido, not somebody that has a high libido and a low libido, um, or somebody that has a high libido and then an extremely high libido. That that won't be a match. Yeah. So it's just trying to understand what your libido was like beforehand. Um, mm. And maybe if you don't remember what it was like beforehand, because it's always possible with mental health um, issues, that we can forget who we were and what we were like. Because you get all this like horrible depression haze. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe like because in our last episode we had we had Doctor Andrea on and she was mm-hmm. talking about her prescription of three orgasms a week. Maybe that's something <laughs> yeah. that you can like start doing in your own life. Make sure you get those three orgasms a week and then see what happens from there. But I would consider like talking to a therapist or even just like having open conversations with your partner about it mm. and just be like, look the the meds are making my libido like less and I would love to like get my libido back and you will and you're 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 doing the right thing you're coming off the meds you will get your libido back sooner rather than later I just try not to pressure yourself for it to return and like don't think about it too much I I would say like try and stop stop longing for it because it will just come back when the time is right yeah, I think it's a bit like, you know, if you if you learned to drive when you were a kid and forgotten, you know, didn't have a car for ages and then you get back behind the wheel, it's the yeah. same with bike riding, then you can feel a bit nervous and a bit like, oh, fuck, I've completely forgotten how to drive. I don't know how to do this. I'm not mm-hmm. good. And then it just takes time and practice. Um, yeah. And maybe it is worth just asking yourself whether or not you want an orgasm to making sure that you have time alone away from your partner to explore your body. Mm. Because I think a lot of it is fear as well. It's not a physical worry it's it's this fear of like oh but what if I try and come and then I don't during sex or during pleasure and then my partner feels bad or I feel bad um I really think that talking to a sex professional could really help that unlock it all yeah Uh, I mean we always recommend therapists therapists sex therapists like we just we just fucking bomb them we love them all yeah Do we want to answer non-sexual questions? Because this question from Amy is so cute. What she asks, she asks, what what does your day of meals slash snacks look like? Oh, it's so cute, right? I'm dying. <gasps> oh, I'll, I'll say Florence's. First of all, I have a protein shake <laughs> to start my day. I feel like I'm that Instagrammer that's like, mmm, vegan protein shake mixed with oat milk. Mm. Yeah, that is how I start my day. What flavour is it? Chocolate? <laughs> Cho- so- salted caramel chocolate. Chocolate right. salted caramel. Nice. Uh, mix up with oat milk. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> for lunch, I have... I don't even know. I don't really have, like, a regular go-to for lunch. I either have... I've been trying to cut out on pasta, but somehow it just keeps creeping back into my diet for lunchtime (laughs) um i just i basically just roast vegetables that's all i ever eat and like eat tofu and veg Mm -hmm. that's what i eat for lunch and dinner and my snacks are like the banana bread my housemate cooks all the time Mm. and i've just been nomming on vegan chocolate a lot and popcorn if i don't have any other snacks Mm. i do like some popcorn don't we yeah, so basic and boring. Like, no I, wonder you want to get takeaways all the time, man. It's like roasted exactly. vegetables for lunch and dinner. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I just. I have been really bad actually of do, at doing like good regular meals. I have like, usually. I used to. I think I just got bored in lockdown of cooking. So like, mm. I usually make like my chili. I do a really good vegan chili. The Bosch yeah, TV like vegan cookbooks are banging they are mm. so good there are so many good recipes in them they, they have a really good like shepherd's pie recipe and like all of those things um so yeah like that's that I guess that's the go-to but yeah. I do get takeaways a lot I'm take I have been labeled takeaway queen by someone <laughs> what about you Reed? how do you start your day well Florence I go <laughs> I wake up with I can't a huge even guess. pint can you not a pint of water a pint of tea. Pint of tea, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Pint of Earl Grey Rubu tea. Yes. <laughs> Routine. Um and I then always you have toast. 
Yeah, normally like it's I never have breakfast. It's always like brunch, lunch, brunch and munch or crunch and munch. Um with at the moment I'm loving bagels. I'm like all over the bagel hype. And mm. I'm I'm not vegan, so I I treat myself to bacon today. Um I've been having like boursin. But I do really like I'm obsessed with Marmite, I'm a huge Marmite lover. It's always like Marmite and toast, Marmite and cheese and toast. Some kind of cheese or marmite goodness. But then I do, you know, like where you do one toast that's like savory and one toast that's sweet. So it's always like marmite on toast. And then the second one is always like like banana on peanut butter with jam. And that is like my go-to right now. Wow. I'm fucking bumming this that shit. Fucking riveting content. Um, oh my God, fuck like, you. I love my it food. Sounds like, it sounds like the sound test that you do before every single podcast where it's like, what did you have for breakfast? <laughs> and that's why Reed knows how I start every single day. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is how to not feel insecure when your partner has a bigger body count. And by body count, she means like number of people that you've slept with. Fuck number. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, when we started this podcast, like the whole premise was like trying to make people feel like more um, open and accepting. like basically accepting. Mm. I don't think people's past experiences should ever affect how you are with someone in the present mm-hmm. because I, I think that's really unfair on them to hold anything against them and also to, to, to yourself as well. To Like you shouldn't be making like what ha- what they've done in their past affect how you feel about yourself and your own security within yourself like it's hard and i i get you like if i in the past if i found out that a partner had slept with more people than me i would be like oh shit like oh my god just makes me feel like small and like little and like not good enough um and like oh my god they've had all this experience and i haven't but like mm. at the end of the day it doesn't matter like the experience that you have with that person is what's happening now like that connection is your present connection that's the only connection you should be worrying about like it doesn't matter what they've done in their past it doesn't matter how many people they slept with they could have slept with no people like it just doesn't it shouldn't it shouldn't matter but it is hard to get it out of your brain that it yeah. does. I mean, that's like living, that's anxiety is living in the past or living in the future mm-hmm. and worrying about those things. Like you have to do, you have to take things day by day and yeah. present. And the whole point of you getting great with that person is fucking that person and knowing their body yeah. and understanding what makes them tick and what works. Like you shouldn't feel yeah. comfort conscious if you are doing the right things in bed, like asking what they like and listening to them and listening to their body and yeah. trying to be the best, best pleasure giver that you can be with that person. No one else really matters because everyone else is just so different. Exactly. I feel like if it is something that you are struggling with, I would either talk to them about how you feel, like your partner, or if you don't feel that you want to talk about it to your partner, just talk about it with friends. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you're having the conversation with people. Like, talk it out until it's, like, like dead, dried up, and, like, worthless. (laughs) Like, talk about, like, just talk it out of your system, basically. That always helps for me if I'm feeling insecure about something. Because your friend will be like, hey, look, you sh- you don't need to feel insecure because you're badass and you're amazing and you are, like, great and, like, you've had amazing, great sexual experiences as well and it just doesn't matter. Like, sometimes you just need to get that validation from other people. Yeah, and if they're not, then that's because they've been misinformed themselves. Like, we are completely built on this idea that women are supposed to be virginal and have less body count than men. So it is a sort of, like, weird, sexist, like, time-old idea of, you know, a woman is, is like, sullied if she's had sex before marriage or if she's had sex before the person she's supposed to be with with the rest of her... She's supposed to be with for the rest of her life. But men, that's cool if they have loads of sex with loads of people. Mm. I know that, like, we shouldn't yeah. really be talking about gender forms, but it, it that is why we have this idea that body counts are a thing you know men can have can be in the hundreds and women should really have only had sex with one person which is complete and utter bullshit that is like horrible misogynistic that's not the way that we should be living our lives Mm. and enjoying our pleasure we should just be like hell yeah you know your body count is there because you chose to have sex with that person at that time and like i respect that um or you didn't you know you chose not to have sex with that person at that time rather than like it's a it's a remark on who we are as people 
Next question. This one's a good one. Um, weird one. Can squirting, can squirting a lot called hemorrhoids from squeezing hard? Interesting. Yeah, can squirting I... a lot cause hemorrhoids? So hemorrhoids are the same as piles. I think they're different in different countries, like as in the name. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if you're pushing any area, I guess if you're trying to squirt, then you do like, you properly like push out, but yeah, cause it's hemor- not anything to do with your anus though. Well, I, I mean, it's still pressure. It's still a hell of a lot mm. of pressure. Like um, you can get piles and hemorrhoids. Piles and hemorrhoids are basically inside your bum hole. There are little blood vessels um, and sometimes they can get really inflamed and become sort of like hard pebbles. And when they're, when they're inflamed, they're really sore um, and they can be inflamed for a number of reasons. Sometimes they can pop out of your bum hole and sometimes they might need to be surgically removed if they become really bad and really uncomfortable. Um, yeah. generally speaking we don't really get them uh, at a young age because we shouldn't be putting pressure on our bodies you know a lot of people are, I've got them from constipation before or from IBS from like diarrhea all the time uh, because yeah. I'm sitting on the toilet and pushing hard and that can cause them to be inflamed and it, I imagine it's the same for squirting you know if you're pushing mm-hmm. so hard same with like pregnant women you know you push a baby out you can get hemorrhoids and piles um, they're yeah. not something to be ashamed, ashamed of or afraid of. They can be so easily sorted out. Um, whenever you go for a shit and you feel that there's like a lump there, it feels like you're, you've got a poo there that just won't come out. That's, it's very possible that it's a hemorrhoid. And all you need is just to go to the doctor, speak to them about it and get a cream. Um, and very rarely they need to be like, you know, pursued further by a doctor. Yeah. But like, uh, I guess squirting... Yeah, I suppose if you are actively pushing hard to get the squirt out, then that is creating pressure on your lower region. So maybe it's mm. worth like seeing if you can squirt by not putting that much pressure on there. Um, I had to train myself not to sit on the toilet. You know, when you sit on the toilet for so long on your phone and you've like pushed all that pressure out and you're just sitting there, just like wait, like, you know, for half an hour and your legs Chilling. go numb. Chilling, yeah. And that can yeah. be really bad for your anus. Um, and for piles, yeah. Interesting. Good so yeah, know. just like wipe, wipe and get up, and move on. So the next question is: Is it possible to be interested in women sexually but not romantically? And this is coming from someone who is female. I, I absolutely, I'm fairly certain that that's me. Like I, I have yeah. had a lot of sex with women, but I've never had a relationship with women, and that that doesn't necessarily, you know, yeah. I, I, I might have change my mind at some point but I've never wanted a relationship mm. with a woman and I think that's yeah. it's like you know how you say like you can be heterosexual that just means that you are sexually attracted to the opposite gender um yeah. and we forget that that's not you know romantic even though we just yeah. assume that it is um, I definitely am like sexually interested in women but like I don't know actually like I feel like sexuality is so fluid yeah you're right you can kind of just fit into anything and like so obviously you can be you can be interested in women sexually but not for relationships you can be interested in men for sex and not relationships and only be interested in women for relationships like it it can it can go either way and it can change throughout your life as well like you might be saying this now like you might be like I just want to have sex with women and but like in three years time you're like oh my god I'm in a relationship with a woman now yeah like it can't have you can't have possibly met everyone. You know, there might be someone out there that changes the game, that, like, flips the switch, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, like, I don't just want to shag you, but I actually want to have a relationship and see if this works. Yeah. There are just yeah. too many people out there and not enough time for us to, you know, expl- experience them all, especially at our age. We've still got all of yeah. our lives ahead of us, so it's very possible you just haven't found the right person yet. Or yeah. maybe that's just it. Maybe you do just... It's, yeah. it's, it is a fluid spectrum. Things change, and we yeah, change. I- I feel like this is like kind of a manifestation of biphobia as well. Yeah. And like it always makes us question what is like should happen. Can I do this? Can I do that? Is it like normal to feel this way or that way? Because if you are interested in all genders, then it can be a really confusing place because you're you're just like, well, like what am I supposed to like? is it okay to fit into this middle ground? And am I bisexual if I'm only interested in women for sex? Or like, am I just fluid? Am I just bi-curious? Like, what, what is it? And at the end of the day, like, you don't have to fit into a label mm-hmm. at all. 
like you don't have to you can do you just do you and it's totally cool however you want to do it yeah I think it 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 does it's complicated because we we weren't brought up understanding all the sexualities and all the romantics Mm. I mean if you think of somebody who is asexual who isn't sexually attracted to anyone they still want to have sex and they still want to have a romantic relationship they just they're not attracted to the sex part of it um, and I think that that can just you, you can get aromantics who wants to have sexual relationships but don't want to have romantic relationships. Um, and yeah. we're I think we're so confused about it because we're only really learning about this stuff now, like in the past five years. It's only really come out in the woodwork, out in media, and we've been able to talk about it more, which is an amazing thing. But also can can you know really confuse us and confuse other mm-hmm. people. So really you kind of just have to do what you want to do and and just go with the flow and own it and just be like, yeah, so I mean, I want to shag women. I just don't know if I want a relationship with them. But yeah. who knows? What does the future cool. have to hold? That cool. Yeah. Well, there were loads of other questions and I'm really sorry that we didn't get a chance to answer everyone's question. But if you feel like your question wasn't answered, please email it in at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com and we will get round to that. Yeah, baby. As soon as possible in our following episodes to come. Yeah, yeah. especially if you do know a guest that you want to hear um, us talk to, then please drop us a little Instagram. You can find us at Come Curious or our personal accounts, Read Amber X and Florence Bark. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Give us a rating, five stars, and a review. <laughs> five stars. Oh, we were great. <laughs> Best podcast ever. <laughs> um, and... Is that it? I think that's it, mate. We're done. uh, That is it. And you don't have to listen to us anymore. Yeah, done. Well, I mean, unless you're going to. It's going to say, unless you're going to just have this on play. Binge watch. Yeah. Listen. Binge listen to. Oh, for fuck. We can't talk. We're just going to end this now. (laughs) We're done, mate. We're so done. Okay. See ya. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.